The Balga Soccer Club is proudly sponsored by Beyond Tools, Master Cabinets, Ross Realty, Mirabooka Mechanical and Tyres, Jensen and Maluga Legal, Zetagrid, PNN Bank, The Australian Mining Review, The Bass Agency, and Wally's Tacos. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Balga Soccer Club podcast. Today, we are joined uh, by none other than Paul the Bomber Zimarino. Paul, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. I've got to say, I'm actually very excited and a bit nervous about this podcast. This is the first time we're speaking to anyone that's played in the NPL, let alone um, NPL royalty like yourself. Oh, I, I definitely wouldn't say that royalty, far from it, but um, no, it's a pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us. Um, Paul, mate, so far so good in the season, I guess, for, for yourself on a personal record. Um, you, you're back in the NPL after, I guess, a, an interesting season last season. Um, back at Perth and, you know, you're getting the minutes on. How are you feeling? Yeah, look, I'm happy to be back. I think um, the, main, the main thing for me, this season was, um, you know, playing games as much as uh, as simple as it sounds. Um, I wanted to be back, back and playing and firing. So um, I'm, I've been fortunate enough to um, feature in every game this year back back at Perth. So um, yeah, it's amazing what a uh, what a full preseason does here. So you know, good to be back and and firing. Well done. Um, you haven't lost your edge of scoring absolutely outrageous goals. That's that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a couple, couple, couple flukes this season again, but yeah. No, well done. Um, <laughs> just, um, just before I guess we get started, wanted to have a quick chat about your um, junior development and how you got to the place that that you've got at the moment. Which clubs did you play for when you were, I guess, coming up through the ranks? Um, so, since I was at the age of four, um, I was at Perth Soccer Club all the way um, up until under sixteens. So I was there for, for a very, very long time and it got to um, a senior level under 18s and I actually got cut from the club, which is, you know, it happens. Um, you know, maybe wasn't ready at the time, but, um, and then I was actually, um, well, once that happened, I was actually on the on the borderline of quitting football altogether um, until there was one or two more trials left at Inglewood and I was fortunate enough um to get picked up and um, yeah Inglewood's really uh, where it sort of changed for me um, I went from playing uh, defence and, and fullback mostly to um, having a new coach at Inglewood and he saw me as a midfielder from day one so that was where that was where it all changed and yeah so I was at Inglewood for about two and a half years um, made my first team debut there when I was 16 or 17 um, still in school, which was which was good, and then um, the time came where um, you know I felt like I got the offer to go back to Perth, and so Ramon's Ramon's first day back at uh, at the club was also mine. Well done. Now I believe that you may have I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure if this is correct, but I believe at your time in Inglewood, you may have actually played with Alex Viteski, who was in probably the twilight of his career at that point. Correct, correct. He was the uh, goalkeeper in. Uh, captain if I'm not wrong so my um my my first yeah my debut was actually with uh big Teske behind me in goal and there was actually quite a quite a few big big name players at the time so um I felt really really good going into a I was probably what definitely the youngest guy in that team with a lot of experience around me like you 
Davy Macheskis, Andrea Jukic, these type of guys who, you know, done it all, played at the top, top level, um, and obviously played at MPL for a long, long time. So, yeah, there was a, a lot of those type of boys when I made my debut, which was, you know, really helped me to where I am today, I suppose. Well, that's it. Well, it's a massive springboard, I guess, when you when you know you're coming up and you're playing with players that that do have that level of experience. Um, so Absolutely. I can I can only imagine that the guidance that they would they would have given you back then has probably only just shaped the player that you are today. Um, yeah, for sure. And what year did you head back to Perth um, with Ramon? Um, I was still testing my memory now. Um, midway through twenty. 16, I wow. think it was. There you go. Uh, yeah, and I um, so I didn't. I actually didn't play any first team. I was training full time with the with the first team, but actually didn't play um, any minutes that season. But on the last day of the season, where they um, they actually went to win the league, um, one of the first team players spat the dummy and didn't rock up. So I got the call up to the bench and end up end up winning a league without playing any minutes. <laughs> not, not that I claim not that I claim that one, but um, I then the following year started making my inroads into the first team and kicked on from there. Oh, beautiful. I guess the, the first big year, at least based on what I can see um, in your four away at uh, Perth Soccer Club, was 2018. Um, leading goal yep. scorer, runner-up fairest and best, and you won the Youth Development Player of the Season. Mate, you just, yep. that was the year that you truly came into your own. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was all a bit funny how it all started. I was, I was um, actually playing. I think the first three games of the season, I was playing holding midfield, um, and the game where I made the transition to attacking midfield, I actually did start in the holding midfield role, um, and we had an injury higher up on the pitch in the first ten or fifteen minutes, and um, Harley Hall came on to his normal role, and I pushed up the field and uh, Armadale away and scored. I think I scored and then, yeah, didn't look back from there, really. Well done. Player who takes his chances. How was, um, yeah, at that time, how was working, how was it working under Raman Falzon? Oh, look, it, it was good. Uh, uh, he was, you know, he's a top, top coach. The, um, the stats, the stats speak for themselves with him, really, you know, very, very successful. One of the most successful coaches in WA from, from what I hear. Um, but yeah, no, he was, it was, it was great to work under and, and gave me the confidence that you know, back any young guy really, not just myself. The, the squad, the squad where we went went on to be very successful were actually very, very, very young. Um, so he didn't care age who you were. If you had the ability and you had the fight and the hunger, he'd give you a shot. And if you took it, keep your spot. So you know that was a big positive for for anyone coming through. That's it. Um... Being part of Perth Soccer Club, I can see it, it's a bit different playing for Perth Soccer Club than I imagine it would be for playing for many other soccer clubs in Perth, only because of the history and the success and I guess everything that, that has followed that club in its existence. Just as someone who's never never been involved and is, I guess, an outsider looking in, um, what would you say, I guess, is the, the key philosophy or what is it that makes Perth Soccer Club tick as compared to you know a lot of the other uh well-established soccer clubs in Perth that haven't quite had that level of success. I think I think it comes down to um, experience in a way where, like even for myself, um, playing for the club is such a privilege. Where 
you know, my, my, my grandfather was involved, all my uncles, my dad have all been involved. And a lot of those people to this day, when the club started, have some sort of ties and, and relations to, to original people from day one. So it's all been passed down. The same philosophy has always been passed down um, and, and nothing's really changed. Obviously, little bits and bobs change, but the philosophy stayed the same. Always bring a winning mentality. Um, have a good structure from the top with that bit of board. Um, the football ops down to the coaches. Um, just think everyone on the same on the same wavelength and and pushing forward and uh, it breeds a successful club and a winning culture. You see it, you see it at Perth, you know, and 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 certain other clubs like the Bayswaters and stuff. They they breed that winning culture where some other clubs maybe maybe lack that. No, fair enough. Um, looking looking forward, I guess we'll just kind of peruse through your career in the NPL um, since yep. then. Um, the key year, at least that sticks out to me, is 2019. Um, again, you're still at Perth Soccer Club. Now, in particular, yep. there was a moment of absolute heartbreak for me and I guess the Balga Soccer Club as compared to an absolute amazing moment for you in the FFA Cup where you scored, uh, well, the goal of the national tournament um, where you just latched onto a ball from just outside the box and just smashed it past our goalkeeper at the time. Um, I've got to ask, where where have you learnt the ability to just score these outrageous goals? What what does it take to get to that level of confidence and, and I guess just skill to be able to do that fairly consistently? It's actually funny you say I, I, I don't really practice it at all, really. It's just, it's just, it's just raw honestly, talent. Just, it's just raw talent. You no, just, <laughs> yeah, no. Like I've always, uh, as, a, as a young kid, I've been known to strike the ball relatively well, but um, I've never, until I come into the first team environment, I never really made the most of it. But um, as soon as you get one or two under your belt, it, I think it comes a bit more naturally and it's just it's just instinct really. Half the time you don't even think about it. You're just like, yeah, try my luck. And sometimes I hit hit the sweet spot and yeah. So yeah, you see... Um, you see the ones that go in, but there's a lot that don't go in that you probably don't see. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of the way that it is. But yeah. it's good. The Perth Soccer Club loves sharing your videos and everything like that. For everyone who, who wants to watch it, we'll upload um, a video of that goal that um, Paul scored against Balgar. Um, it is, honestly, it was an amazing goal. I remember I was I, I actually was the head coach of that game um, because Alex had right. gotten a red card for that one. Um, and I just remember watching that and thinking, yeah, okay, here we go. This is who we're <laughs> up against. But, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll upload that. You actually scored a similar goal um, earlier this season against Florida Athena, if, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, correct. Um, a few weeks ago in a catch-up catch game. So, um, yeah, something similar, uh, a little bit different, but, yeah, similar. You love you love obviously playing against Floria because you've scored against them in is it both games you've played them this season? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you just yep. absolutely love yeah. going up against them. You also scored against um your former club, um Gwelup Croatia as well. Yep, earlier this season, yep. That was uh that was uh quite quite good yeah. in, in many ways. More not not so much the fact that it's going up against uh, an older club, just just for the fact that um, it was probably, I think it was, might have been our first win of the season, um, and it was just an absolute confidence booster for for the team. And you know, well up aren't a bad side. Um, you know, they haven't been smashed at all this year, but 
for us to go there and you know put them to the sword quite convincingly was a was a big step forward for our team this season. Yeah, that's very very true. Um, I wanted to ask actually your your transfer to Gwellup. Could you talk us into into your reasoning for that? Um, I guess the thing is is that again looking from an outside in, you look you look at a player like you who does have this history with Perth Soccer Club, and and not only that have a, a very good and successful history with them. Um, why the change to Gwellup? What was the appeal? Oh, I just I think at the time. Um, there's a, there a lot of stuff running through my head um, and I, I sort of felt myself plateauing. Um, you know, I felt myself getting getting really comfortable at Perth and, you know, maybe not performing as best as I would have liked. I, I had a few a few injury issues at the back end of that Perth season and, you know, I ended up the whole final series, um, played barely any minutes. So um, I thought maybe the writing was on the wall that they weren't happy with my performances, which ended up didn't being the case. But I didn't. I felt I felt I needed just a bit of a change, a fresh start, um, just to you know push myself and you know get get back to the levels that that I was at in that 2018 season. But little did I know my um, yeah my performances weren't weren't so much just based on me not playing well. I I required a fairly big surgery at the back end of the year, so. Um, yeah, look. In hindsight, uh, I maybe could have, you know, stayed around, but you know, everything happens for a reason. And I think, um, yeah, look, I'm happy, happy to be back. But yeah, it all happens for a reason. Yeah, no, I I agree with that philosophy as well. I think it's, you know, for for anyone who's doing anything in life, it's there's always that question of what could have been if you don't take an opportunity when it presents itself. Um, yeah, exactly so right. you know you can't it, it, it's amazing that there are these players out there and, and at professional or whatever level who manage to, to stick with one club forever but at the same time um, I think it's also kind of sad in a way when, when players do that because you know you never really broaden your horizons and to the extent that you do it's always in the same place um, yeah exactly exactly yeah. right and and one other thing I know it might sound a bit silly but um, through those three or four years at Perth, we um, we actually won everything. There wasn't there wasn't anything that we didn't win. So a, a new challenge was was on my books, and maybe bring it, trying to bring some success to another club was was also on the books, and just a fresh challenge. Yeah, no, and that's and that's fair enough as well. Did you play for was was Tacky was it Tacky the coach at the time? The original coach, yeah, the coach who signed me was was Tacky. Um, my, my my first interactions with Tacky were back at Inglewood when I made my debut. Yep. He wasn't the head coach at the time. Um, Michael Garcia was the head coach and Tucky came in late in that season to assist him and then end up taking over the following season. So it's funny how it all goes around in circles like that. Yeah, of course. Like football, put it this way, Perth is a small place, let alone football in Perth. You know, everyone knows exactly. everyone after a couple of years in the game. So Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. No, fair enough. Um, so the year 2020 is kind of hampered by COVID. We don't we don't really go into that. 2021, you signed for Gwellup. Um, same thing. So you've, you you had a bit of a, uh, your injury problems in and around then. Um, that leads yep. us to this season. So you get a good pre-season under your belt. How's everything been ticking this year? How is the Perth camp going? Uh, really, uh, it's been, honestly, since, um, you know, since I, I got the call um, in at the, start, the start of this season, um, you know when when you know per, uh, Mark, obviously the news broke out that Mark and Mark and Dale were taken over. Obviously, 
Mark was was my assistant for many years um, under Ramon. Um, so I was excited as soon as, as soon as the offer came up. I um, you know jumped at it straight away, and it just felt right for me to come back. And um, yeah, we had a very very grueling preseason, <laughs> as you could imagine. Um, probably one of the toughest I've I've been a part of, to be honest, um, in a good way. I, I definitely needed that to get my body right, and I think. I think it's starting to show now. I think um, a lot of teams that you know, we, we we had a lot of we've had a lot of games as well, um, especially the catch ups that haven't been easy for us. We've played I think three or four um, weeks where we've had to play three games in a week, um, and that's you know that, that's tough on full time professionals. Let alone people who've got to work. And funny, funnily enough, this season we've got a lot of kids still at school and stuff like that. So um, it's not easy, but the camp. Um, yeah, the camp's been absolute like good, brilliant environment from day one. Mark and Dale brought in a, a new philosophy, the way we want to play, and I think you know such a such a young and raw team. It, it's an exciting challenge. You know, we yeah, the average age is yeah, very very young this season, and with a with a few key experienced boys, I, th- I think it's a good mix for for the years going forward. I, w- I wouldn't call it a rebuild year. Um, some people are. I would I would definitely not call it that. I think. Um, as, as Mark put it, it's a, it's a new journey. And, um, yeah, I think we started off a bit up and down, which you'd expect with a young team. But I think, um, yeah, we, we, we've uh, got kick-started a couple of times and hopefully we can uh, kick on from a, from a good result on the weekend. No, fair enough. I mean, I've, I've been looking at it and I completely agree. I think one of the things that may have just hampered Perth just a little bit are those, those catch-up games. Um, I've seen it even through the state league. You look at these teams who have to play three games in a week and it's difficult to, for anyone to back that up. It's just, just because the amount of time that players have to recover. And you're right, a lot of people have desk jobs or they're sitting at school. So, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's a very difficult process to recover and then, you know, two, three days later bounce back with another game. So I think that that's unfortunately played part of it, but you can see that there are some amazing signs coming out of Perth Soccer Club. You know, like you said, the big win against um, Gwellup was probably been the trademark, but you've had other good games since. And I think even in the games where it may not have gone your way, you've had periods of playing really, really well. Yeah, absolutely. Like we're not, we're not, um, we're not huge on on stats. You know, at the end of the day, it comes down um, to. Who, who gets the three points? But we look at we look at most games this year. I don't I don't recall any games actually off the top of my head where I feel we weren't in it and dominated. And I think most games we've had more possession. I think we're up there with with the most possession in the league all season combined. I think only maybe Red Star have topped off by a few passes. But like I said, we're not we're not big on the stats. But um, it shows the philosophy Mark and Dale have wanted to wanted to um, bring in is working. Um, it's, it's it's taken its toll, and the boys are boys are getting getting used to it. And now, hopefully, a couple a couple of results. Well, I, I think we've been a bit. I wouldn't say unfortunate, but you know, the luck of the draw with you know some decisions that happen in football, with the refereeing or whatever stuff like that hasn't fallen our way. And I think um, on Saturday we finally we finally got some that went our way, and we took our chance. And yeah, got, again, good result on Saturday on against a very very strong Sterling team. That's it. And look, I mean, you even look, you've got good players who are coming back in as well. I mean, this is Jordan Deleo's first season back since I think the ACL injury, if I'm if I'm correct. Correct. Um, correct. And it's good to see even he's started to get some games in, and, and he's been, you know, obviously as captain, 
he's been a massive part of the Perth Soccer Club family. So it, it's good to see even he's starting to get a few minutes back in. Yeah, correct. Jordan, Jordan's played a, uh, a big role in the club for multiple, multiple years now. I think he played every almost every game for the last, apart from last season where he had his injury. Um, I don't recall him missing missing many games, and for me, um, he's he's one of the one of the guys in the league who doesn't does not get enough recognition for for how good he is and and what he does. Yeah, and and going back to it, um, big win against Sterling on the weekend. We got knocked out. Balga got knocked out by um, Sterling in the FFA Cup. I think it was the the previous round, and. Um, it was amazing to see where they've come in terms of going from a state div one team and effectively seamlessly transitioning into an NPL team. Um, I think a lot of people were probably tipping Sterling to be the favourites against Perth last weekend, but you came out and showed that you know th- this league isn't done and dusted just yet, um, and no one can you know sit there and say that they've already won the NPL. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, hats off, hats off go to Sterling. I think. They are they are a big club in in WA and I think they are they're back where they belong. Um, they you know they they've been a successful club in the, in the top division now for a long long time. They're probably one of the original rivalries with Perth back in the day. Um, so it's good to see them back and yeah their squad you know they have a very very good squad and you know that in saying that they they did have a couple of boys out on the weekend but um, yeah again they're still fight they're probably favourite they're up there with the top one or two teams in the league to to go on and win it so for us to go there and oh, at our home ground and you know show them show them what we're made of is a is a is a big step forward for us and probably probably our first big direct clash you could call it um beat, knocking off one of those top teams this year which which would give us a lot of confidence going forward well done um just a couple of questions before we wrap it up um yep as a um, as a player at the level that you're at, um, what advice would you give to a young footballer? Let's say some of the you know the under twelves, under tens, or anyone in the Perth Junior program. What advice would you give to them if they want to make that step to MPL or, or above? I think it's it's uh, I see it, I see it happening more and more, and it's even happened um, within within the squads within the squads this year. I think um, some some of the younger guys who see some other younger guys getting a shot at the first team um, get get really frustrated and say, well, I'm the same age as this guy. He's playing first team. I'm not. I'm going to go try my luck somewhere else and try and, and try and break into a first team. But I think, um, you know, you got to really buy your time, do your do your trade, you could call it, in the 18s, um, in the 20s, even if you're... Uh, pe- people seem to seem to frown upon it if you're 20 playing under 20s. Um, I did it. I played I played under 20s until until the max age really, and and I felt the transition was a lot easier because I've got a lot more experience in the 20s. Even though it is a big jump up to the first team, um, players just seem to get really frustrated and um, try to push on and and move on on really quickly without without sort of doing their trade. So I think. Um, Buy your time, work hard, and and, and definitely, definitely, um, you know, when you get the opportunity, you will get the opportunity if you're doing well enough. You, you you have to you have to take it, and you know sometimes sometimes a move a move elsewhere is is what's required. Like for me, in the instance, didn't get picked at Perth, but moved on and 
and um, every, everything changed for me position-wise and stuff. And that didn't happen. I, you know, who knows? I might have. You don't know where where it could have gone. But um, yeah, I think players need to be patient and not get frustrated with who's playing over you and just knuckle down and and yeah, re- really get stuck into it. And, and your time will come. Yeah, compete. Look, I, I actually really I think that that's a great piece of advice. Um, a, a big thing. It's different in your situation when there's no longer a spot for you. You obviously you can't buy your time. Someone says, "Well, look, we don't. We you know you're not in. We can't. You know we can't put you in." That's different to someone sitting there and going, "Oh, you know, the, the grass is greener on the other side of the field. Might go somewhere else." So um, right. I, I think. Look, and I even see that with the juniors that come through Balgar, the amount of them who think that you know they 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 get to kind of 18s and resis and think that they should be entitled to a first team shot where there's really if you if if you actually just went to the resis or the 18s and you delivered week in week out for you know a season half a season then you might get that look in so i Correct. agree with that that's Correct. a very 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 good piece of advice for the juniors who are listening um this season in the MPL who are you tipping to go down oh it's a tough one i never liked Never like saying who's going to go down, but I think I think um, you got you just got to look at the table currently, and and um, I think I haven't I haven't paid too much attention to it, but um, I think Belcada may be on one point if if I'm not if I'm not wrong at the moment. Um, I think I think they may I think Belcada Guella actually play each other in a catch up this week apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that could determine. Um, where it goes. Determine who the uh, yeah who goes. I think if if, if Balcata sneak three points, I think it's well and truly alive and could go down to to the last last couple of games. But I think um, if if Wellup managed to get the three points, I think uh, long road. There could be a little bit of trouble. A long road back. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and just for um, just for a bit of a laugh out of the Zimmerino brothers, do you fancy yourself the best footballer? Oh, well, we have this debate. There's a lot of people who have this debate. A lot of people have the debate. We, we stay out of it, but um, Mate, look, at, at one I, point, I, I struggle to believe that. I can imagine that what it would be like over Christmas dinner, or uh, you know, when when all, all the family is sitting around the table. I can imagine that it's absolute pandemonium between you and your two brothers as to who's better and who can do what. Yeah, absolutely. We give each other a bit of uh, a bit of stick, but um, I think I think the little one Adam now has got got the wood all over all of us. He's uh. He's played in the A League and that he's signed a professional contract, so that's a step and step more than me and my, my other brother have done. So he uh, he takes the takes the trophy. Say, so. well done. And have you have you are you very proud of him? Have you really enjoyed watching him play this season? Yeah, it's, it's been an absolute joy. We um, as as you know, myself and my family are diehard Glory fans, and and my my mum and dad have been involved in the Glory. Since since day one, and you know, seeing seeing your little brother from bullying him in the backyard to, to playing at NRB and you know all over the country is yeah, I'm very very proud of him, and hopefully uh hopefully he can kick on again next season and and do a bit more. Look, I, th- I think everybody is. I think everybody that 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 is involved in in local WA football prefer to see someone like your brother playing in the first team than some of the other, I guess. Uh, foreign contingent that come in. I get that there's definitely a space for that, but I think that, you know, 
a big part of development should be looking to develop WA talent um, and progress them forward and maybe give them, you know, that opportunity to move on to play for a different club, whether that be in Australia or internationally, you know, give them that opportunity to maybe one day represent the Socceroos. You know, I think that your brother's got the potential to really do it. I actually think that, ba- I think that back in the day, it's, it's unfortunate that Australian football is the way that it is because, there are a massive contingent of players such as yourself who I think probably could have made that step up, but maybe for the lack of opportunity, um, wasn't really given, you know, that opportunity to go. So um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, a, it's all timing as well, and um, you know, at, at the time where I maybe was was, you know, a, a chance to make make that step up, the, the glory was flying and and doing well, and um, obviously. There wasn't their best year last year, but um, from what I hear, what's going on inside the camp um, going forward, I think they've made some positive changes. And Perth, Perth needs glory to be flying because I think um, when they're doing well, you see the fans do come, the crowd do, does come, the media gets around it. Um, and yeah, I think WA, especially WA football, needs needs glory to be doing well. And I have uh, all the faith that they'll they'll be back shortly with a with a good mix of local talent and a, and a good mix of some imports no i agree all right paul thank you so much for your time today um good luck for your game uh against armadale this weekend um they've been a bit of a, a thorn in many club sides this year they're not an easy uh easy run so you know, good luck with everything um we'll be keeping close tabs on you and um maybe come into the season we'll see just where you boys finish up and if you want to jump back on you're always welcome to to join in on this podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And yeah, always, always be down for another chat. Perfect. Thank you so much, Paul. Take care. No, no worries. See you later.